Hey friends, welcome to the Johnson City Living Podcast where we learn about the people, places, events, and flavors that make Johnson City a lovely place to live. I am your host, Colin Johnson with the Cohen and Carly Group and Keller Williams Realty here in Johnson City, Tennessee. And we've been slinging houses. It's been a busy spring. We got lots of people looking. So if you're thinking of selling your house, reach out to me because I could probably sell it in a heartbeat like that. But we're not talking about houses this morning. Again, we are finding out what makes Johnson City just an awesome place to live, and it's the people and the places. And so we have, and the flavors, and we've got a really special guest on today, Jordan Bailey with Weirdo. Yes, Weirdo. Weirdo. <laughs> are you a weirdo? Um, very much so. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone has a, t- a little type of weirdness to them. Right. And I think it's something to be celebrated and to just put out in the forefront, like, I'm a weirdo. This is what I love and what I'm nerdy about. And then that way you find the best friends through those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So Johnson City Living, you yes. know the questions that come in. Yeah. What is your favorite thing about Johnson City? Um, I'm a newcomer to Johnson City. I will be um, here in Tennessee for six years in July. And um, only about two years ago did I really start plugging myself into the community here. Um, and... I have a unique perspective about um, just this region in general, just because I work in marketing um, out of Cumberland Marketing in Kingsport. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I've noticed is um, of all the organizations, the nonprofits, the local businesses um, that we work with in marketing, I've noticed that it's just about a community that's for growth and connection, Um, especially coming from a larger market like Atlanta, Mm -hmm. where I was a student graduated out of SCAD, wanted to um, find a great job, but it was so competitive and it was very dog eat dog. No one would help you. Mm-hmm. And then I move here and it's like, here's resources and here's a community and here's people who are cheering you on. And so um, I, I thought I was going to be here for a couple of years and then move on to someplace bigger, but I want to be part of growing a community here yeah. um, that's special and unique for, for me and for others. Yeah, well, it's cool because we get a lot of um, people moving to the area mm-hmm. because it's attractive to people for some reason. And so it's neat to see someone younger who's getting out of school, getting a business started and still attracted to the area because we get lots of people like, oh, it's a great place to retire. Cost of mm-hmm. living's low. We've got no income tax, state income tax. And then um, we've got a lot of like health benefits around. And so, mm-hmm. but, you know, when you're younger, you're not like, I don't need to worry about somebody who can fix my hip one day, you know? So it's gotcha. cool that you were drawn to it. Was there anything specific that drew you to Johnson city or the area? So my mom, um, got a job at NFS in Irwin. Yeah. Um, so I'm Texan, um, was born in, um, Amarillo, Texas, um, raised with, Flatland, desert climate, no <laughs> trees. I didn't know what else was out there. <laughs> Good I news went, is you never had to rake your yard. So like, uh, no, we didn't. We didn't have any trees or any leaves. We have lots of leaves. Yes. Um, and so when um, you know, I was in Atlanta. She moved here, and we were really close for the first time in years. And so I'm like, I'm going to take a weekend trip to see mom and see her new house. Mm. And I'm driving, and I'm getting closer, and I'm like, where is the Tri-Cities? And then I'm, like, in the mountains mm. and the colors and the sunrises and sunsets and the people. And she kind of joked one day, like, we, uh, you should just – we should move in together and, like, you know, we can be roomies or something. And I just brushed it off because I thought at the time I was loving Atlanta. But then I just had this you – know, so I Googled, you know, creative, uh, creative agencies – 
in the Tri-Cities, uh-huh. and I found three. And I just blindly submitted my portfolio um, to to all three of them. Didn't hear back from two, but Cumberland Marketing, within like 30 minutes, emailed me and said, hey, are you still in town? We want to talk. They didn't have an Indeed post. They weren't really looking for anyone. Um, I had such a great conversation with Chris Bowen, the owner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our my interview lasted almost two hours just oh, because wow. we talked about like, what do you want out of company culture? What do you want to build? How important is community to you? You don't get those questions in Atlanta, you know? They're like, what can you do for us? Exactly. And how, how little can I pay you for, for the bare minimum of your effort, you know? Um, $5 an hour sound good? Yes. <laughs> so um, I was blown away by just that shift of cultural thinking. Um, and I got back to Atlanta and just felt... Um, I think I have to move. Mm-hmm. And so I gave it a shot, um, was blessed with an opportunity here at Cumberland Marketing. And within a month of that interview, I was here. Um, and just, I even, like, they helped me find an apartment that was super close to work. I mean, you just don't get that other places. And right. so, um, you know, for the first, I would say, four years I was here, I kind of had a bad attitude <laughs> about, you know, coming to a smaller town and I'm obviously a little bit of a foodie. So I'm like, where's the food scene? Where are, you know, uh-huh. the cultural, cultural things like museums, concerts. I was missing that the amenities of a bigger city. Um, and then it dawned on me if I want to, um, <laughs> experience that, I think I need to be part of the charge that leads that. Yeah. Um, but also in the past five or six years, there's been a huge growth in that, in this area. So it's been really awesome to kind of see other people pop up and um, try to elbow my way into yeah. being part of that community as well. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a blessing that we have, you know, people that are coming in and saying, hey, I'm going to open a new restaurant or a new mm-hmm. bakery or a new coffee shop or uh, new breweries. We have that happening mm-hmm. a lot too, which is, it's just really cool, the growth that we're starting to see and it's opening up those like you said, opportunities to try new things. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I wondered if I could get your perspective maybe on why you feel like, just because you've been here a shorter time, like, um, and why you feel like the people here just want to help like you, you know, like, where do you feel like that? I mean, obviously it's a volunteer state, but why do you feel like we want to do that as much as we do? Great question. Um, I think I'm going to reference some, uh, okay, weirdo, uh, self-proclaimed nerdy foodie. I love watching food shows because a lot of, it's not just about, you know, this is how you make a Brene sauce. It's a lot of, um, this is the cultural importance of this type of cuisine in this community. And so, um, I have a great friend, chef Travis Milton. He does hickory and on nice wonder farm and vineyard, um, oh, nice. Bristol, Virginia. Yeah, I haven't been there, but one ago. It's amazing. Um, and then, uh, he also is kind of connected with Sean Brock, who's in Nashville. Um, great. One of the great chefs, chefs of, uh, in the United States right now, they both have been on a couple different, um, shows talking about the importance of Appalachian food and cuisine, because I think that's a cuisine that gets overlooked yeah. so easily. Um, and so, a and lot of wonder if we even had food. <laughs> correct. And I think they, they have these negative um, ideas of yeah. what Appalachia is. And so when I, you know, I, I grew up calling it Appalachia. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've gotten a lot of education on it. And I thought it was just beautiful how they both, both um, Sean Brock and Travis talk about 
the importance of um, like really growing your food and like, okay, I'm going to grow these green beans if you can grow this. Mm -hmm. And then in the community, they share. Like we just kind of blend it together. Absolutely. You help feed each other. Yeah. And so I think that's, um, if that's the Appalachian spirit, then it's alive and well in Johnson City. Yeah, I think it is. And Mm -hmm. so we we just love helping each other really is what it boils down to. And it's just beautiful. I think it's the way community is supposed to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, I really encourage people who do move here not to, you know, to get involved, not, don't just hide out and be a hermit, get involved and help out your community, help out Absolutely. your fellow neighbor. I mean, the Lord was very clear, love your neighbor, you know? And mm-hmm. so I think it's, um, that spirit here is just, it's just something awesome. Um, and it just makes it attractive and that's why we get more and more people here. So yeah. Well, let's talk about weirdo. Please. How do you spell it? Tell our listeners cause they can't see it on, I guess they can see it in the show notes, but they can't see you right now. So tell us yes. because it's spelled a little different than weirdo. Yeah, so um, a big part of my personality is dad jokes and puns. I love dad jokes. I love it, yes. Um, and so it's it's probably annoying if you're my coworker and I, <laughs> I have to pull at least five a day. Um, but weirdo is um, spelled W-E-I-R-D-O-U-G-H, so doe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to say, a lot of people will ask me, hey, can you do a cake for me? I always say I do dough not batter. Oh, there you go. Yes. So, um, I love pastries. Um, I'm getting into baking bread, but there's a lot of people who do great bread. I don't feel like that that's a space I need to try to be in. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of cookies and pastries, Mm. um, and a lot of what I'm aiming to do with weirdo is to not just do a better version of things that are available already. Mm -hmm. Um, the amazing lazy lady bakes. She mm. has some great pastries. Oh my gosh! I don't really feel like I need to up her croissant, yeah. you know. Um, but I love to experiment with more global flavors and types of cuisines, and so I'm experimenting with a duck fat cookie, um, which is really interesting, kind yeah. of scary for some people. Oh, no, I love duck. Fat. Um, it's yeah, delicious. Duck, <laughs> yes, duck fat cookies. Um, I do like. I try to infuse cool flavor pairings together yeah. so i gave you earlier uh, i know i was gonna pick i'm gonna pick these up and let yeah. you just just tell me about them because they're beautiful thank you they are i mean i can't wait to eat one carly's gonna be excited her th- favorite thing on the planet i think is a cookie so yes i mean it's what's great about a cookie is you can enjoy it for yourself but they're great to give as they gifts are great to give. um but these are italian ricotta lemon cookies uh, the ricotta is an interesting um, addition to a cookie, but yeah, a little it creates, cheese. Yeah, it it gives it um, a light airiness. It's a super soft, fluffy cookie. Um, is that whipped then, into the or like you bring it into the dough? It's one of the wet ingredients okay. that, before I incorporate the flour. Yeah. Correct. Um, and then I top it with a lemon um, clays with lemon zest, eye candy lemon wheels. Um, if you candy lemon wheels, the bitterness will come out of the rind, so you can actually eat the rind as well. Yeah. And then bee pollen. Yeah. And so I think um, those are all, I mean, I get my bee pollen from Food City. You, those are all ingredients that are so easy to get. But yeah. you might not think about putting them together. So I get excited about trying, um, you know, a lot of things that I've seen in Atlanta uh-huh. haven't really transferred here to a smaller market. And so I'm, uh, I just want to be someone who experiments with things and brings things that you don't necessarily see everywhere. Yeah. Um, but then again, I'm also um, not a brick and mortar uh, bakery. I'm just right. out of my house. And so I'm more of like a small batch. Um, if you have an event, maybe a catered mm. um, catered thing. But 
Um, so it's all like, I can build the menu for you. It's not, I'm going to bake this and you can choose whatever it's already made. We can develop something together. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where do you feel like you get your inspiration for these awesome flavor combinations? Ooh. Um, or do you try some stuff and you're like, oh man, I shouldn't have missed bacon with, I don't know. Everything's good with bacon. No, yeah. Is, I have a, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> bacon is a <laughs> like heart. Pudding and starch or something. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Speaking of bacon, I do have a great bacon cookie. Um, you can find those sometimes at Model City Tap House mm -hmm. in Kingsport. Yeah. Um, but I also just make them whenever you guys order them for me from my Instagram. <laughs> um, but my inspiration comes a lot from uh, just being obsessed with looking at other um, culinary artists, I'm going to call them, because it's everything from uh, people who develop recipes for, like, Eating Well, Food Network, um, Instagram is a great inspiration for me because I can follow these people who are like me, who don't have a platform on national television, but who are content creators who mm. are creating things in their kitchens, yeah. who are bringing their genius to millions of people through Instagram plat platform. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, and I, I, um, I, I, I'm a photographer love print mm -hmm. and I subscribe to magazines like yeah. an older <laughs> no I love holding a magazine it's just yes it's something it just feels good yeah I'm They're, very much a thing person yeah. so I love um I mean I get I think three monthly food magazines and I will sit and look at every page and I love food photography and that's I think half of what weirdo is um I do all my food styling and photography myself that's cool um and that's really what started Weirdo. Yeah. I was just practicing food photography, and then people said, hey, can we buy what that is? Yeah. So that's how it happened. But, now, um, yeah, inspiration comes from a lot of places. Yeah, I think it always – yeah, anywhere you go, you visit, you mm -hmm. see things. Magazines is a mm -hmm. great way. The Instagram is just amazing now, too, just because you can see something from some guy – or gal all the way across the other side mm -hmm. of the world that you would never interact with. It's just, I think that's what I love about social media and how it connects mm -hmm. us in that regard. And so yes. I think if there's more of that going on, it's a good thing. Yes. Um, there's obviously the evil side of it as well. Um, yes. So you were involved in a contest here in Johnson City, right? I was. Let's talk yes. about that a little bit. Um, I cannot recommend an... Um, it's, I think they do it twice a year, so that's kind of like a fall and then a spring 10-week mm -hmm. uh, program called okay. Co-Starters. Co-Starters. Co-Starters was, um, desire, or I guess, founded in Chattanooga, but I think it's it might be international. I know for sure it's a national um, program that's or cool. kind of um, curriculum, but okay. that um, chambers of commerce or other, you know, entrepreneurial resource centers can use and bring to their cities. And it's basically a curriculum that is last 10 weeks. Each week has a different theme and there's guest speakers, um, fellow entrepreneurs who come in and talk to people who have an idea. You can be just in concept phase and have no tangible like experience with trying to start your business. Um, I had already been operating out okay. of my kitchen for yeah. about six months before, when I started Co-Starters. Mm -hmm. So I was in startup phase. Okay. Um, but they go through everything um, that you need to know about starting a business, including like all the financial stuff and mm. just the legal things. And um, it was uh, a great experience. And at the end of the 10 weeks, you have an opportunity to participate in a pitch competition. Mm -hmm. 
any of judges, um, typically other local entrepreneurs in the area. And what I think is really great about Tennessee in general is I think it was, it's one of the only states that has a statewide entrepreneurial grant. Um, so for our region, Sync Space out of Kingsport, I think you probably know Heath Gwynn. I think everyone might know Heath Gwynn. Yeah. yeah, he's a mover and shaker um, and is really focused on bringing um, help and resources to entrepreneurs in the area. He um, was kind of the liaison between the state of Tennessee um, entrepreneurship grant and the north um, northeast region. Okay. And so because of his facilitating of the co-starters program, we had $4,500 of worth of money that could be awarded to any of the pitch, you know, people who were pitching. Um, and so they decided to divvy it up however they wanted to. And I'm like so grateful and blessed. So to like, we're that. just going to give it all to you. No, <laughs> <laughs> they picked three, the top three. Um, and I for sure thought someone else was going to win. So um, they announced third, they announced second, and then I just kind of... <laughs> You're like, I didn't even make the cut. Great. I just assumed, I'm like, you know what? I'm so glad that I just tried. And then they said, well, weirdo. Yeah, like, and I got first. And so I got $2,500. That's awesome. Um, which is going towards a lot of upgrading my kitchen equipment and buying more duck fat because that is not cheap. <laughs> um, and just little things that are really going to help me become more legitimate and be more efficient. Yeah. And um, that was a couple of weeks ago. So I'm still kind of. That's awesome. Figuring out what you're going to do and yes. you're still on your high. You can, mm -hmm. I can see you're glowing from that, yes. that win for sure. Yes. Um, so for somebody who's listening, maybe who is a startup entrepreneur or maybe a little bit like you were already mm -hmm. going, um, what would be some advice to give somebody like to get going with co-starters or um, what would be a little advice for them? Well, I would say definitely like look at what co-starters is. And even if, um, you know, right now there's not a co-starters class until the fall. So okay. if, you, if you're looking for resources, um, Diana Cantler, Bob Cantler, they're a married couple. They're very well known in the Tri-Cities and they're, they're a great connector of people. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what Bob's title is, but he's with the chamber, but yeah. just walk into the chamber of commerce. Yeah. I think on, he runs it. Yeah. Yeah. But just walk in and, and just say like, I have questions. I need resources. Who do I talk to? Um, and they're just going to give you a list of names and cards. And of course you have to do that work yourself. Sure. But that those resources are there for yeah. people who want them and you just have to ask. Um, so I would say that, um, if you're, you can definitely go to sync space, Heath Gwynn, um, will be another resource for that. There's another organization in Kingsport. Um, that's kind of like a, we workspace. Mm -hmm. Um, it's also in downtown, but I'm not sure about Bristol area, but, there are people in this area whose entire livelihood is about helping entrepreneurs. Yeah. And yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, <laughs> I was just winging it and I yeah. was just doing what made me happy. Um, and so I, I had the passion side of it down. I was right. like, okay, how do I not get in trouble with taxes later? Right. Like that's really what I <laughs> Right. Like there's a learn. big fear of the, the tax man coming in to take all your yeah, money. I yeah. I just wanted to secure whatever I need to do to make sure I can still do what I'm passionate about. Yeah, that's smart. Uh -huh. um, but through co-starters and the inspiration and just talking about like scaling up and pivoting and listening to your audience, I realized 
I don't want to just be a home baker. Yeah. So I have plans to expand to hopefully finding a commercial kitchen that mm -hmm. I can rent. Okay. I might talk to you about that. Yep. Um, and there's also little things that I'd love to do um, beyond what I'm doing now. But I wouldn't have had any of those ideas was it if it wasn't for being around those people mm -hmm. and having them ask me really good hard questions mm -hmm. that held, had to force me to identify who am I, what do I want to become, mm -hmm. and are the things that I'm doing right now going to lead me to that ultimate goal? Yeah. So if you're starting out, if you're if you have an idea, there's literally nothing wrong or no harm in just asking no. someone, hey, yeah. what do you think about this and how do I get started? Yeah, and um, there are people who want to help, I think. Um, and back a, a little, I'm going to say a few years ago, there was a um, SCORE, which was a senior kind of advisory group that wanted to help entrepreneurs. They were an older, like if you had been in the, you know, in some industry for a while and, you know, you wanted to volunteer there, you could. And so much like this, you could go sit down with them, they'll look at your business plan, help you develop a business plan and that kind of thing. So I don't know if they're still going or not. We'll have to do a little research on that and see if they're still around. But yeah, I think having somebody continually holding you accountable to mm -hmm. your, to your goals and that kind of thing too is extremely helpful. Do you have anybody still like asking you the tough questions? Um, there, I do have, so I would say my other, the second part to your question, and I know I'm long winded, so no, I apologize. No. Um, I, I just, I am very pumped about this. I yeah, have to share it. I can it tell and, she's lighting up. Yeah. Um, so the other part of, so maybe you don't, go to the chamber of commerce first. If you're, if you just have an idea, right. Um, if it's, if you see someone else in your community that might be doing something similar to what you're doing, mm -hmm. just ask if you can talk to them about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a big believer in, um, rising waters, raise all boats, you yeah. know? So, oh, yeah. um, abundance mentality. There's tons of business out there's, there. There's room yeah. for all sorts and of, you can't, aren't, you can't sell every cookie in town. Like it's just Correct. not going to ever happen. <laughs> Yeah, and another thing I think is so cool about what I want to do with Weirdo is um, facilitate pop-up shops wh where people come together and maybe I get to do an event with other bakers around. Yeah. I mean, that there's no reason why we shouldn't um, try try something like that. But um, just reaching, reaching out to people, um, and that was something that I learned at SCAD, um, one of my assignments. Tell everybody the acronym for SCAD. SCAD is the Savannah College of Art and Design. Mm -hmm. I went to the, to the Atlanta campus. Okay. And I didn't know they had an Atlanta campus. They, um, I think they started that in 2008. Okay. Um, so they have campuses in Hong Kong and, and in France. What? Yes, it's an international school. Oh and if I had the funds, I would have gone to both of them. But Yeah. Um, but I was barely surviving on like popcorn and ice. <laughs> and We're going to eat ice for dinner or popcorn. Let's see. Yes. Um, so it was very tough. Um, but I made it through. And But one of the most inspiring things about uh, one of my senior professors, um, I just loved a lot of artists that were doing things I wanted to produce. And so she was like, just reach out. Yeah. Write them a letter. They're not going to answer me. They might. And so I actually reached out to um, a couple different artists that I um, absolutely love just to tell them, thank you for making what you what you make. You yeah. inspire me. And two out of the three artists actually responded. And I um, currently still kind of have a friendship with Mary Ellen Matthews, who's the photographer for SNL, oh, Saturday cool. Night Live. Yeah. 
Um, so she'll respond to some of my stuff sometimes. Um, so you just don't know people. Oh man. Even if they're famous and they're successful, they still are people who like connection and will talk to talk to you. Yeah. And then like, what if everybody was like, oh, they're too busy. And I mean, they they never get to connect with anybody Mm -hmm. that unless there's just like on their side of it. And so it feels good to be appreciated. And so, yeah. And I love that gratitude um, mantra. Like I'm always trying to be grateful and with, mm-hmm. and I've, I heard a number of times you can't be angry and grateful at the same time so Ooh. if you're showing somebody gratitude like if you even if you're angry with somebody if you just try and think of good things about them or how they you know how you yeah you can you can get out of that mindset yeah. pretty quickly it's mm-hmm. a it's a quick shift it's hard but the more you do it the quicker you can get out mm-hmm. of it so I'm always trying to stay in gratitude and so you're grateful for these artists and the beautiful work they created mm-hmm. and then showing them that is just, you know, sharing love with them. And mm-hmm. so they're like, thank you so much. And they want to yeah. connect. And then in turn, they want to give you gratitude and help you however they can, Absolutely. you know, and yes. so that's uh-huh. awesome. So as far as someone who's um, asking me the hard questions, I have a couple of mentors. Um, one in particular is a great pastry chef um, in Greenville, South Carolina. And then I also have some other friends who are kind of in, um, in spaces that, I mean, they're like on Food Network shows or mm-hmm. whatever. And so I just ask them questions sometimes. But um, so there's like the mentor on the food side mm-hmm. and then the mentor on the business Smart. side. Yeah. So I have a little bit of um, people who are still asking me, but I kind of miss co-starters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you can be a volunteer there and help us with the next, next I'll round. I have to ask Diana Cantler if you're listening. <laughs> I think she would probably say, come on. Um, tell me about like, at SCAD, did you learn how to cook as well? Or? So where did your cooking background come from? Is that mom? <clears throat> not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, not even anyone in my family. I know my grandmother was a great baker, but she passed when I was 17, and oh. I never really got to access that part of her. Yeah. Um, so this is something that I was hoping I could talk about, um, switching gears a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, While well, I was a foodie, in Atlanta, I worked as a craft cocktail bartender in Atlanta. The food scene, the cocktail scene there was chef's kiss, um, which is another reason why when I moved here, I was kind of a grumpy pants for a little bit thinking, you know, there's nothing here for me. And I would just, was a hermit, like you kind of mentioned earlier. I didn't, I didn't get out. Or whatever. No, but I mean. <laughs> I tell people incurred, not to become hermit. Correct, right. correct. Yeah. Um, but so I knew um, I, you know, was in the kitchen making syrups and tinctures and stuff with Mm -hmm. other chefs who are doing really cool things. And so I've had a love for food and the service industry for Mm -hmm. a long time. But when I moved here, um, I didn't really know how to cook six years ago. And I was kind of suffering with my mental health a little bit. Mm. And um, part of something a therapist told me was if you need kind of a structure to your day Mm -hmm. when you're at home, um, I would put an alarm 445, make sure like I kind of wrap up what I'm doing at the office, make a plan for what I'm going to cook because mm-hmm. I need to learn how to nourish myself. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I started with HelloFresh subscription boxes yeah. and worked on, um, did Gordon Ramsay's masterclass, okay. um, learn my knife techniques and, um, baking came way later. I'm actually more of a cook than a baker. It's oh, just nice. harder to, um, sell you know, a really good braised pork loin <laughs> out of I my know. home. <laughs> Mitch and I would buy one right now probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So I just learned slowly about just really good basic techniques uh-huh. and then realized I'm good at this. I love the plating aspect. I loved sharing my journey online. Yeah. And it just grew from there. And good I started reading recipe books and yeah. watching the nerdy food shows and learning about gastronomy. And a lot of the things I wanted attempt to do, I can't because I don't have the kitchen equipment for the space. But um, what has been really cool around the time that I started Weirdo, um, David Wiley out of the Serenity Knoll Farm or Serenity Knoll Cooking School um, in Jonesboro, Mm -hmm. which I think he would be a great guest on this podcast as well. Dave, David, come on. Um, So he kind of reached out and said, saw that I was posting a lot of, you know, hey, you want to buy these cookies? And he's like, hey, do you want to try a cooking class? And so um, he welcomed me into the Serenity Knoll Cooking Kitchen. Okay. I've done four classes now. Cool. Um, a few of them have been like galettes, um, which is a free form pastry. That's um, so good. But I did a sweet and a savory. One was an apple ham gruyere with mm. thyme galette, which is so good. Um, and I showed people how to make a really good flaky pie crust. But then um, another one that I love to do was this chashu pork ramen with a miso broth. Um and I would do a four-hour braised pork belly the night before and then just bring it to the kitchen, show people how I made it, but then they would make their own broth and noodles. Um, cool. So what's so cool is that, again, it's that community. It's like yeah. he just saw me posting stuff online and said, I see what you're doing. Do you want to help? But it all started from me needing to do something at mm-hmm. home. And so I just thought, you know, I'm going to learn how to cook. And now it's um, something that I get to share with people and make people happy with. And it's um, keeping me accountable to my own. Like, I get to push myself to be creative. And, um, yeah, a year ago, I would have never thought I would be on a podcast talking about um, my little side hustle. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can tell you're getting emotional about it. And it's awesome how things just kind of develop and grow. And when you find your passion, it's just really it's neat. Um, I think we were all created to create something and do something mm. and help somebody. And so, um, yeah, um, that's pretty cool. All right. So we're going to wrap it up a little okay. bit, but, um, tell the listeners how they can connect with you. If they want to order one of these awesome cookies, do you have like a website or what, what's, what's the way to do that? No website yet. Okay. I don't know if I will do that until I um, no, that's kind of old school now. Do you have a website? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I think where, um, I'm still just operating out of my house. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, um, not grow too quickly and then burn out. Smart. I want to be sure that I'm developing the best, um, limited quality, small batch orders. Right. And so, um, my Instagram okay. is that underscore weirdo underscore Jordan. Okay. Um, and then. Um, that's really it. I mean, that's, I, I have an Instagram, I have a link tree there where you can, um, you know, send me some tip, that's a little extra dough if you'd like. <laughs> but, <laughs> send some dough, yeah. But, um, a lot of what I post is kind of, are kind of menu items, but I'm constantly developing, um, trying to develop new things. And so gotcha. I'll do big drops of something and then maybe one weekend I'll sell, you know, 20 batches of something new for oh, people wow. to experience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if somebody's even dreaming up something, just reach out to you and see if they if that's Absolutely. something they want to do or yeah. try. And mm-hmm. I'm sure they can just scroll through your feed and mm-hmm. like a menu, just go, oh, you made this back in yeah, you know mm-hmm. May, and this looks really good, and I want a dozen of those. Or, mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, so not just cookies, but what are some of the other things they can order? Um, well, I love doing pastries mm -hmm. as well. And so um, not necessarily croissants, but um, a lot of hand pies. Mm -hmm. I love doing hand pies. Um, and then oh, I have these app caramel apple ring pastries that I do with a puff pastry. And it looks like a little flower. And then I've lately been doing a sweet potato caramel. Um, so that, Yum. that's really good, but I like playing with, um, puff pastry as well, because you, that can take on a, a lot of different structures depending mm -hmm. on how you kind of fold it and wrap it around stuff. So, um, so yeah, I mean, like pastry and cookies. Things. Okay. Yeah. And some, some savory things as well. Um, developing a curry and cardamom cookie. Um, so again, kind of experimenting with those more global flavors yeah. and bringing things that, um, or maybe like a savory cookie. Yeah, that's don't interesting. You don't think of a curry cookie. Yeah. Carly loves curry, so mm, and she loves cookies, so that'd be good. We may yeah. be ordering some of those. It's been. It's. I, I don't have the texture just right yet. Just right yet. The the flavors are flavors good. there. That's awesome. That is awesome. Okay, last question. What gets you fired up about like just life in Johnson City and or Tri Cities and and the area? What fires you up? Like gets you out of bed. Oh man. Um, I think just the fact that I, I am still new here. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, I'm still learning about different organizations and opportunities that are here. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of nonprofits, um, ways to volunteer. I mean, the art Shrek festival that was, uh, open a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago was mm -hmm. really, I just, someone asked me to volunteer and I said, okay, I, I made friends that I didn't know. Yeah. You know, I'm seeing artists. I just, I didn't get out of my house for like four years yeah. to really find out what this community was about. Yeah. But as soon as I did, they're welcoming me back. And so Founders Forge has been great. Spark oh, yeah. Plaza, they just the whole slew of organizations that want to host um, can, events for people to come together. I mean, there's no shortage of that. And so I get excited about just meeting new people and, and um, yeah, seeing how I can contribute to the community as yeah. well. That's the same thing that I get fired up about is just meeting new people, helping them out, and just um, loving our community well. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been a pleasure, Jordan. Yes, thank, thank you, you so for much. coming on the podcast. It was um, an honor. Yeah, well, I really enjoyed our conversation. I'm sure the listeners did as well. Until um, next time, I'm Colin Johnson with the Colin and Carly Group and Keller Williams Realty. We would love to help you become a part of the community. Um, yeah, if you're thinking about building wealth through real estate, we love doing that too. And we'll manage your property. We'll help you find a great rental. We'll do whatever you want real estate related, or we'll just connect you with great people like Jordan and Mitch and um, our awesome community. So just reach out and um, I would love to help you. Have a great day and thanks for listening to the podcast.